Well, hello, and welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I am your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I get to chat with Rob Falmer from the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. He kind of gives me a little insight of what's been going on uh, with Arizona beer, as well as basically just Arizona food and beverage in general. So we talk about that, as well as a virtual beer festival they have coming up April 18th. This thing sounds really fun, really interesting. Before we get into that, though, we have the Tap That Easy t-shirts with the Stay Awesome um, thing on the back. I don't know, the words, Stay Awesome on the back of the shirt. And uh, the $25 each, that includes shipping, and $5 of that will go towards the Teresa Sorrell's Legacy Fund. So that's a fund um, that is uh, connected to the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild uh, that helps breweries in need. So wanted to give back a little bit, do what we can to, um, you know, even if it's just a little bit here and there, give back to to that beer community that's been such a huge supporters of ours from the beginning so send me a private message on instagram or facebook or email me eric at tap let me know i right now we have all sizes small it's, it's a unisex shirt uh small through double xl so reach out let me know what size you need and all that stuff and we'll get you a shirt also TheArizonaBeerBook.com. That's the website for the beer book that we did uh, that was published in December. We're actually doing the same thing. $5 of each of the shirts will be going towards that Teresa Soros Legacy Fund. Uh, we have two different shirts. We have like a baseball style shirt and then just a regular white t-shirt uh, with some logos on it. And also $10 of the, of the Arizona Beer Book will go towards that fund as well. So go to the store at... Um, the Arizona Beer Book.com. Um, up at the top or in the menu, just look for shop. You'll find your way around. Uh, get yourself a book and in the meantime, give back to the Arizona beer community. So, all right, let's get in this conversation with Rob Falmer from the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. All right, so my guest today has been, and I've said this a few times, and I think I stole it from you. Um, you've been fighting for our right to party here in Arizona <laughs> for quite a few years. Uh, right now, biggest fight you've ever faced, probably, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. We kind of um, we had our five year re- anniversary for SB ten thirty, which at that time was what we would consider our big collective show of force, our, our gathering of people together to to you know to get a, a common uh thing done and and um that just pales in comparison to this yeah then that was a that was a landmark that was a huge win for you guys uh and that five years ago that was huge. yeah it, it put us on the same playing field as colorado and california um it, it was really um we were among the first uh to um start like kind of a wave of, of state by state um um uh, rights having uh, uh, better rights for some of our breweries across the country, um, you know, uh, uh, Georgia and Texas and and Illinois, uh, they all um, seem to you know gain some of the things that we already had um, after that. So um, and and you know it doesn't hurt that we work together quite a bit behind the scenes, but um, yeah, that was big and and um, you know it's a little bit of a difference. Uh, uh, what I tell people, um, the wineries, in fact, are going through a similar fight if we're following along. And they kind of got uh, – this this year got cut short because of this uh, coronavirus. Uh, they dropped their bill 
towards the end of the period that they could do that. And, and so we're going to see that fight come up. But, you know, what I tell them in that kind of a fight, uh, you're not trying to um, defeat anybody. You're trying to get everyone to agree with you. And, and um, this is a little different. Um, I think we all agree that we don't want this virus around anymore. Um, sure. <laughs> It's not, it's not, there's not sides to this, right? Like, well, actually, you know what? I think it's a good thing. That's, that's not, yeah. we're all, we're all in this fight together. Yeah. But you yeah. know, the challenges are, are, are different in, um, the, the industry that's really getting hurt quite a bit, even after now with this cares act, um, there's some opinion pieces out there that, um, the restaurant industry is really not going to benefit from a lot of this, uh, directly. Um, cause it, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big industry and, and, um, it requires, uh, people to be able to do and go places. Um, you're seeing a similar thing with the events folks, uh, people who support events. Uh, some of my friends, uh, some of the people that work for us, some of the people that work with us, they can't really do anything, um, uh, until people can gather in, in large groups. So that's what beer loves to be a part of, right? Big, big groups and, and yeah. hospitality and, um, this is really a, a unique challenge for all of us. Yeah, well, th- that's a really good point because uh, a lot of breweries and 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 not meaning the word forced in a in a bad way, but they they force you into situations where you have to sit beside somebody you don't know, right? And yeah. and ninety nine percent of the time, it's a great thing because you sit down beside you already have something in common. You're both fans of craft beer, um, you know. Sometimes even fans of this of the exact brewery that you're in. But now that the you know everybody sitting together at a communal table is almost seems like it's you wonder if it's going to come back. Right. (laughs) And that's, yeah, yeah. um, there's, there is definitely speculation about how it will come back. Um, there are definitely a a group of people who are coming back right away, no matter what. And, um, there are people who are going to take their time a little bit with it. I I think, um, a couple things, um, if I could point to a couple, um, silver linings, I think, I think people are going to figure out this, uh, thing with Zoom and GoToMeeting and um, these uh, multi-cam situations. And, and um, I think you're going to see a lot more beer releases even after this with, you know, hey, special release. Uh, we have a, you know, a 35-minute presentation and then, you know, questions and answers over the Internet might be a better use of time for uh, some of our sales reps and some of our breweries. Um, yeah, especially, you know, uh, when it, it doesn't really make sense to travel across the state or the valley to take part in something. Sure. Absolutely. It, you know, and, and for what I do, it, it's impacted in the sense of like, wow, this actually opens up a lot of doors. I, I mean, if you could have recorded how I was talking five minutes ago before we started recording, I was, I was kind of pissed because I couldn't get this thing to work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but that's been my thing. The last three years is actually going to the places, sitting down with them and, you know, and, but, but that takes time. It takes resources, you know, it takes time away from my family. Sometimes if I have to, you know, spend the night, I say have to spend the night. Like I like spending the night in Tucson. I like spending the night in Flagstaff, you know, but, but this, this has changed the, the game for so many different people. Um, and like you said, silver linings, there's some really good things that, uh, um, that hopefully we'll we'll pull out of this that we can we can continue to l- utilize. I think so hopefully there'll be a, 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 de- a rededication to uh, cleaning draft systems and providing really quality um, mm. products. And and you know I don't think um, I've ever been to a craft beer bar or a brewery where I was just like wow this is you know this is the dive bar of craft beer breweries or bars or whatever. But yeah. there is something to be said about um, um, 
you know, uh, touchless, uh, you know, payment systems, um, just seeing people clean uh, on a regular basis. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, certainly some of our breweries are better at the, the clean glassware, uh, just the presentation aspect of it. I think some of those things are going to per- persist. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the for the industry for sure, and for everybody involved, right? The drinkers, uh, you know, people that are drinking it and everything. Uh, now, let me ask you this, Rob. So, to, so to go, I never even introduced you officially. I just I just talked about your fighting for our right to party. But you are you are Rob Fulmer. You're the executive director of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. Um, been a, a guest of the show multiple times. Uh, I think first time in this in this manner though. We we always get to share a beer when we do it, but you know. <laughs> Um, so when, when this whole thing, when this whole thing started, when, when did you kind of, when did the light go off in your head? Like, Oh shit, this is, this could get serious rather than just like, Oh man, this could be, you know, be careful, but to like, wow. Well, um, we were very fortunate to get, um, through Arizona beer week and strong beer festival that, that does propel, uh, our, uh, resources and funding quite a, a bit through the year. Um, and we had just finished the Westgate Festival, um, the Arizona Craft Beer Festival. We actually moved it up because we, there was a conflict in April, and um, uh, we were going to have a, a, a real jammed up April. We were going to have that festival, we, Baja Beer Festival, and uh, uh, we were going to go to CBC. Uh, uh, there was a hill climb in D.C. in May, so you know it was kind of like, all right, well, we'll, we'll move it up, and um, kind of glad we did. That that put a little. Uh, 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 extra funds in, in the bank for us. Um, but, uh, you know, it was right after that. And, um, you know, you could see the news reports and you could see that some states were going to different measures. And, you know, um, I think we all looked at the different combinations of what could happen. And um, we, you know, we kind of, um, we didn't announce very early that we were going to cancel Baja uh, beer festival in Tucson, which would have been a, what it would, would have been last weekend, April fourth. But we did definitely like uh, scale back on on, pay, on paying for things, and we, you know, we tried to get the cascade of deadlines. You know, when do we have to pay for this? When does this have to happen? And um, so we kind of cut back on that. And um, I'm not sure when we made the decision, but it was pretty, uh, it was pretty clear, and we refunded everybody's money. Um, and so everybody who paid for a ticket was fine, and, and we we had a, a a plan to expand that festival into a fall festival and a spring festival. So um, we have a date for that April, excuse me, October ten. Okay. Um, should be that's for guys, the re but you know the Baja. That, that was easy to do. Um, less easy is uh, staring something like uh, Real Wild and Woody in, in in the face in July. Um, um, also, our our brewery. Uh, Brewers Conference. So um, I think um, uh, right now we're, we're not actively pursuing those dates right now, although I think we still hold them. Nope, nobody's uh, signing up for uh, conferences or anything like that over the summer. And, and there's nearly yeah. not a lot we can do. We can't even file for a special event permit right now. So I uh, think those are going to be we're, we're pursuing some opportunities uh, to either postpone them. Um, in the case of the conference, uh, we're getting pretty good at this uh, online um, meeting thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, there was a clip uh, where we were meeting, I don't know, every other day with um, 30, 40, 50 of our members online in this kind of, in this kind of forum. So 
um, there is that provision that we could um, do that. Um, but, you know, our, our organization is propelled by uh, those fundraisers and special events. So um, we're going to have to start figuring out um, a strategy moving forward for that. And, um, you know, once once uh, uh, some of the municipalities started to limit um, businesses being open or um, there, I, I don't think we ever went through the um, the uh, half capacity, but other states have gone like, hey, you can be open, but you have to be at half capacity. I know some uh, like, know the, some like the actual dining room or whatever. OK, um, I remember seeing uh, like, you know, uh, places like Rent House taking out half the chairs and, 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 and keeping a six foot separation. Um, there was a period where people were explaining their um, their cleaning procedures and um, yep. and uh, uh, wearing of gloves and so on and so forth. And I think we even had a strategy about, well, if we have this festival, what is that going to look like? Um, um, in terms of like uh, not filling anyone's refilling anyone's glass, um, the Great American Beer Festival has sort of done this for a long time is they would fill from pictures and you're not supposed to, the server's not supposed to touch the glass. You're supposed to put the glass down uh-huh. and they fill from the picture. So there was, you know, we, we, you know, we bought a bunch of gloves just in case. So we, you know, it seems like every day we are changing our plan and adjusting. Um, but yeah, we canceled that and, um, we're, we're probably going to cancel those other or postpone those other festivals in summer. And, um, we're going to see where that leaves us in, you know, September, October. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, when it, when it all, when, when things started getting to the point where, where places were needing to, you know, basically close the doors except for delivery and, and take out and things like that, were you, you know, as the executive director of the, uh, the craft brewers guild, where did you start getting calls and contacts from people like, Hey, what the, what the hell do we do? Like we were, we were on top yeah. of that real early because again, okay. we, we, um, see things going on in the rest of the country. And we talked to those folks and, um, you know, one of the things that was very clear is that, you know, yes, we are a $1.1 billion industry, you know, economic impact wise, but, um, the restaurant, uh, uh, hospitality industry here, just the restaurant side has a $5 billion payroll, just payroll. Just payroll. Wow. So we, yeah, we needed to understand what their needs were and see where our alignment was. And we worked with the uh, Arizona Restaurant Association and um, and then subsequently um, the uh, Arizona wineries uh, to to make sure that if if and when um, on-premise consumption was closed, that that we could switch to, to delivery um beer to go and curbside and, and the curbside and the delivery were the sort of the the things that um you know breweries could deliver but restaurants could not deliver alcohol you mean before before any right. changes were made they could all so breweries could always deliver beer um well well uh, not that, always not always <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't written as such um okay. as other license holders uh sixes and seven very clearly um, but it was more of a, a industry practice and understanding, and, and and there were decisions made by the liquor department that were consistent with us being able to deliver. There were opinions that cited that. Uh, so we, we did have to sort of clarify that, and we wanted that to come from the governor, and, and, and we did get that. 
and then we subsequently got that from the um, uh, the director of the liquor department. Um, but we we also wanted restaurants to be able to um, sell to go to deliver uh, curbside uh, uh, and also deliver alcohol should they choose. Um, we really understood that the volume for the grocery stores, chain grocery stores, was going to go a certain direction. Um, they weren't going to want, um, they were probably going to gravitate, and they have, towards fewer and fewer um, suppliers, breweries being in those sets. Um, you were going to see a big push by distributors and very large breweries to put in floor displays because um, I think psychologically people were just going to grab larger and larger packages. And, um, you know, you might be a craft beer drinker, but, you know, that suitcase full of beer might be your ticket. Uh, and that's just that's just the way that's just the way it goes. I'm I'm not sure. We're not making any judgments about that. But if that was going to be, um, if that was going to sort of uh, be a, a bottleneck for for our craft um, volume, then we were going to have to come up with different ways to sell. Um, you know, restaurants uh, once they go through their inventory, that was something. About, well, we can make each other's lives a little bit more exciting. Um, and you know, when this is all said and done, if our breweries are out there and our restaurants are engaging us uh when we come out of this hopefully there'll be another channel that wasn't there before or a stronger relationship so yeah we we definitely um made it a point to work with our friends in the restaurant association um so that that could happen and it did happen pretty quickly um you know after that then we had a cascade of different municipalities having different rules and we pushed for uniformity on that um and then you know <laughs> it'd be it'd be an endless cycle of of uh, uh county supervisors or mayors or the governor getting in a press conference and then issuing a proclamation and then we would interpret all of that and have an opinion ready for our members and then we wait for the guidance if they were from from any of the agencies and we'd digest that and, and push it out and so um, literally, we would have opinions out within minutes after those things happened. So um, that's a lot of time and energy on that. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we, we had uh, Flagstaff, Tucson, uh, and Phoenix, uh, and some smaller uh, municipalities like Tolleson kind of doing their own thing. And, um, you know, I think doing what they thought was right and, and pushing things. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> When when uh, the last couple of uh, governor's proclamations, we kind of knew where this was going to fall, so there was a lot less panic, um, especially with uh, once we understood and they understood. I think we have a, a agreement on what an essential um, why breweries are essential, um, uh, because I, I think uh, now more and more of them are offering more food and services. Um, it's easing congestion at the grocery store. Um, it keeps people in their neighborhoods, generally speaking. Um, and so, you know, and I, I, you know, not nothing against the amazing job that uh, not just beer distributors, but all kinds of food distributors, people who bring that stuff to the, the shelves in, in the grocery stores, they do a great job. But, um, you know, if you're going to a same, if you're going to a small brewery, the, the amount of people handling things is just far less. Sure. Then, then, yeah. Because um, you know, especially now, you can't even go in the, you can't even go inside the doors. Um, no one's picking up and looking at a six pack and putting it back and that kind of sure. thing. Sure. Um, yeah. So we feel like we're an important piece of that. We also have a, a 
you know, in terms of being a, a public space like a bar or restaurant, I think we have a much deeper connection and we're able to get messaging out much more effectively than, than some restaurants and bars are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in, I mean, I think what is there a hundred and how many people are, or how many breweries are in the guild right now? Like 109 or something. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's about that. Uh, um, yeah. you know, there's a few that are, you know, closed for now. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who's coming back from this. Yeah. This is going to be a rough, I'm, I'm not is. trying to print a pretty picture on this. Uh, this is, and it's not over. This is just the very beginning. And, um, yeah. I think, um, it's, it's, Good that we could tip our hats to our, our Bruce for being agile and, and um, resilient. And um, uh, I think, you know, there's always going to be a degree of that. But um, there are people who are in, in a bad position because of when this hit. And, you know, the, the most successful uh, beer model in the country was, you know, on-premise tap room. With yeah. Some, some packaging. Um, but we're running out of we're running out of crawlers right now. We're we're, we're running out of certain um, supply chain stuff. Um, you know, you can imagine even if you had a full service restaurant, um, getting all those to go items um, is can be a scramble. So you know, we're working on networking our breweries together. Um, we had a crawler bank going. We're we're we're, um, we're kind of in the middle of uh, trying to get some more donated so that we can. Uh, kind of bridge everybody through their delivery dates. So, um, you know, I, how do you do I, that? I, I say you? that there's, that, I joke because we do all these, uh, online meetings now. And, 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 um, I say we're, we're a brewer's guild pretending to be a tech company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're as busy or we're busier than we ever have been. And none of these skills were something that we thought we would be using. So it's a whole new set of instructions. And, um, so far, um, our breweries really are, picking up on it and using us as a resource. So, um, you know, now more than ever, we, we really, um, um, Kristen and I need, just need to be effective to get our, yeah. our breweries up to, up to speed. So, and how do you guys do that? I mean, how do, how, cause I know you said you've done you zoom calls. I know there's the, the emailed newsletter that goes out. I've been keeping tabs on that of, of all the updates that you guys have as you're getting updates. Um, I mean, is that really what it comes down to is just is just trying to hit as many people as you can through through those channels? Yeah, there, there's a lot more phone calls. There's a lot more um, of these kinds of, uh, you know, even a lot more video calling just because uh, it's good to see people's faces and hear their voices at the same time. Um, you know, we, we've pulled back on our promotions, uh, uh, especially with without having, you know, events to support. Um we really focused on helping our breweries in the best way we can, um, you know, but, but we're, you know, we're going to have to start to turn a corner on that as well. And, and um, that's what I'm excited about in a couple of weeks here um, to take all those things that I just talked about in supporting our breweries and then um, um, working to promote what they're doing, getting everybody some new information um, about what, you know, what to come to expect when someone says they're open for to go. Um, and so we're pulling all those things together for, but, but, announcement. uh, <laughs> yeah. we kind of slow rolled it out over the weekend. Um, there was a lot of uh, work on it, but, uh, we're, we're, we're going to do the, uh, um, keep Arizona brewing virtual beer festival. Yeah. Uh, azvirtualbeerfest.com. Uh, azvirtualbeerfest.com. Okay. Yeah. It, 
if you, if you get lost, you can always go to our guild site. It, it takes you in the same spot. Okay. But uh, yeah, we're we're going to do a virtual beer fest, and we got the um, idea, and I attended uh, the Iowa socially distant beer festival. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's uh, uh, we're going to spend the next uh, you know ten days or so. Uh, letting everybody know who's participating, uh, what they're offering, and we want everyone to stock up. Uh, and then um, if you buy a, a digital ticket for $5, uh, you will get uh, instructions on the various ways you can interface online with us. Uh, we, we'll have uh, Facebook Live. We'll have YouTube Live. We'll have some things on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Facebook and and, and, and uh, um, uh, YouTube will have a, a live stream or, or several streams okay. going on. Um, and there'll be a Facebook group where people can participate directly. Um, um, and so uh, that's what Iowa did. Um, they were able to raise uh, uh, t- about $20,000 for their, uh, their, their guild's employees. And then um, they had set, they're setting up a fund uh, to, to spend some of that money to individual brewery workers that have uh, special circumstances we're a little bit further along in that respect. Um, we have a foundation that we've always done those kinds of things. Um, so that's um, the Teresa Sorrells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we uh, the Teresa Sorrells uh, is more the health care benefit stuff. Okay. Um, we also have a, a George Hancock Foundation um, for education. Um, that one, that one doesn't get used as much uh, because most of the most of the funds go towards um, people with hardships in the industry and. Um, so we have that mechanism already. It's a it's a it's a five hundred one c three. It's a charitable donation in that case. Um, so if you make donations of two hundred fifty dollars or more, you can actually get a federal tax credit for it. Okay. Um, you know, but you're always welcome to donate to to either cause. Uh, so those benefits will be split both ways. Um, we have to have money to continue this organization to move forward. Um, Members of of this organization, the guild, are also members of the foundation. Um, so, for both to survive, um, we have to continue this guild organization to continue to support our breweries. So, um, we're taking a, a step further in that we have that foundation, we have that mechanism to get it to um, brewery employees or former brewery employees that are in need. Um, just to just to expand on that part of it. Um, over the last three years, we've raised and dispensed $125,000 to um, different um, uh, individuals. Um, and, you know, some of them, um, you know, they worked in the industry but weren't necessarily members of ours. Uh, in some cases, we heard about something terrible after the fact. And um, in, the, in, in the cases where we knew about something that we could plan an event around it, those are the cases where we raised the most money. And we would give out uh, 10, 20, um, in, in the last one we did, we gave away $45,000 to an individual um, fighting cancer. And, and right now, to fight, be fighting cancer and have some of those procedures put on hold, that, that money is even more important. Um, so, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's just been, hey, uh, we couldn't be there for you because we're just learning about this. And, um, you know, sorry, you, you, you had some surgery that took you out of work for a while. You know, here's a two, here's a two hundred fifty dollar check, a five hundred dollar check. That's still what we're going to focus on. Um, the, yeah. the pool of people who are affected negatively from this are is larger. 
Um, so we're going to, you know, unfortunately, um, wait for something unfortunate to, to start to, um, decide who, who, um, who will benefit and how. Yeah. Um, if you took that $125,000 and we just magically had it today, um, I, I, we just don't know that a 10 or $15 check to every individual would really be the thing to do with that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think you and I had that conversation last week was it's like, all right, it gets down to that tough decision of like, all right, who, who, who needs us most, right? Some, some people might be better off just maybe in just the way they've structured the business from the beginning or how they've reacted, um, which is, which is great for the longevity, right? And, right. but there are other people that are just not as, uh, as a good situation. And yeah, that's, it is a tough decision, right? It's a tough decision you have to make, but it's, it's a decision that has to be made. Sure. Sure. So, um, the things that we're adding to this festival concept that is that that, that expounds upon iOS is um, we're we're uh, they had a shirt but we're we're we have a shirt deal uh, through Goodfellas right now so if you yeah. go to um, azvirtualbeerfest.com uh, you know it'll tell you how to buy a ticket through us through Eventbrite but it'll say hey if you really want the best deal right now it's buy this shirt and you get the ticket for free. Um, we have a VIP, if you can believe that. People are like, what? How can I do, saw that. What, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Even? Well, um, uh, in iOS case, they would have um, Jay Wilson, their executive director. He would do a live stream, and then he would hand it off. He'd say, all right, so now check out um, uh, this other brewery's live feed. And they would hand it off back and forth. And we're still going to do something like that. But the difference is we're going to um, – we're using a different uh, technology – technology than zoom but we're calling it a zoom room um so as a vip you can be in that zoom room we'll have four or five brewers in there at breweries at the same time um we'll be asking questions and then you can sort of chat your question then we'll call on you and then you can sort of interact with any of those brewery people so you'll have that plus you can watch all the streams uh at this you know as as they come and go at the same time um, we're also going to have people reporting from Twitter, reporting from Instagram, and we'll be sharing stuff through that funnel and all that stuff, all that Zoom stuff. And it's going to be uh, that's the thing that's going to stream to Facebook okay, live and um, YouTube live. In the meantime, breweries will have some of their own little threads with their pre-recorded uh, videos and their, um, I guess, their virtual booths. Um, we are working on a music stream. Uh, nice. Has to be original music. Um, we're looking yeah, for yeah. a sponsor for that. <laughs> okay, um, we're calling it Coachella. C O U C H. I love it. <laughs> um, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have check in areas. Uh, we're gonna have things like uh, uh, we're gonna have a best photo, best festival photo contest, best pre- uh, best video short. Uh, re- you know that fans can do. Yeah, or anyone can do. Um, we're gonna since. Uh, we don't need wristbands, but if we, we want people to create their own wristbands, um, yeah. create their own glassware, um, just any of the things that you can think of, you know, that you would see at a festival. Um, you know, we're going to try to get some of our our partners and sponsors to sort of sponsor that and corral people together and get them excited about it. So, um, you know, so we're going to build this, you know, group. With all these little nodes of activity, and, and um, certainly fans uh, can join in, and they can if they have a Zoom and they can figure out how to stream that Zoom, um, they're welcome to do it. So, it, yeah. The funny thing about this is, this is like uh, you can, you're obviously going to take part in it the first time as a first person, right? Like, hey, I did this and I did that, and I, um, and then the next day you're learn about 
oh man, um, the shop did this or Huss did this. You can go back and you can watch what they did. So um, this will be a festival that you remember and you'll remember as many times as you want because yeah. that content will be up there. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good idea. And that's a, that's a good point, right? Because it's not like you can go like, oh man, Huss had a DeLorean. I didn't even see it. Right. You know, now you can go and you can. Now, do you. Are you afraid possibly that this will be uh, so successful that, that when all this blows over, then you're going to have to do this and the in-person events as well? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, um, Iowa talked about this, too. They thought maybe they would do it once a year moving forward. I don't know. Um, I, I, think it has, I think it has a shelf life. But, but like I said, I think some of these pieces, um, you know, uh, one of the things that, um, that breweries struggle with is return on investment for their time. And, and if they can, um, I, I feel like there's going to be fewer um, good festivals after this. I think this is really going to shake out um, a lot of people who are in the, in this industry and um, didn't have a lot invested in it. Um, I think they're going to see that this is, this is serious business. Uh, Meaning I, I, just I like uh... video skills and um, pre and post interaction skills. I think those are going to continue. So, yeah, um, you might see uh, a much more robust before and after online component to any of the one of the festivals that we do. Yeah, well, and and I think uh, what what I'm seeing too is is breweries are getting creative, right? I mean, you see like you know the classy alcoholic with Dillinger, and and you see Borderlands. They're doing their 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 cell phone videos, right. but they're, they're funny. They're, they're interesting. And, and I mean, cause they're doing all they can right now to, to stand out and, and, you know, get people in their doors or not in their doors, but you know, uh, still supporting them through buying their beer. Um, and that, that's hugely valued because, you know, some of the places I've seen over the years haven't been super active on social media. Right. And now they're starting to, to put themselves out there because they have to, which could be really beneficial once, once this all blows over. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, um, you know, even if even if it's content that's been out there, I think everyone's finding, um, unless they're spending a lot of money to push messaging, the algorithm just doesn't send people to the very many places anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is definitely a push. So, I mean, um, you can certainly, you know, we just you just talked about the Borderlands video. I've seen a couple of them. I could go back and now and watch them all. But yeah. this is all going to be in one spot. Sure. And, yeah. Um, I think I think um, you know for, for better or for worse. I, I think you know some of these. We're going to learn some lessons from this. Um, we're going to get good at some things that um, um, you know that will evolve with. But I think um, just working on this style of engagement. I just went to a, a wine engagement um, online, bought the wine, and then was invited. And um, I, I think we're going to see more and more of that. Um, and it, you know, it, it's not for everybody, but there is certainly a, sure. a component. Uh, of people who just like, hey, it's Friday, and I just really want to kick back, and this is a little bit more engaging than watching TV, so I'll do this. But I really didn't want to leave the house, and this is perfect. Yeah. And those people we would never get anyway, so this is a way for us to get to those people. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And so let me let me backtrack a little bit, Rob. Yep. So I mean, we got the, we got the festival. Uh, you got different, sh- uh, well, not different shirts, but the, you have shirts, men's and women's shirts. You got. VIP tickets and everything can be found on the website. What was that again? Uh, AZVirtualBeerFest.com. Um, okay. You can find it at our guild, ChooseAZBrews.com, or you know any of the guild stuff. We'll we'll start pushing that right now. There's a there's a Facebook event right now. So. And this is uh, April, April 18th. 18th, starting at 2 p.m. 
Okay. Yeah, I have All a right. feeling that uh, people are going to start early once they get the the link to the site. Um, yeah. The oh, whole yeah. thing, Eventbrite, our, our ticketing partner, um, they'll send out. If you bought a ticket right now, or you bought a shirt and you haven't seen anything, it's it's coming. Um, we put it in the system, and then in 48 hours before the event, you get all the relevant links you need, and then it it hits you again at 24, and it hits you two hours before. Ah, uh, so gotcha. Okay. Three times, and we'll probably send out some more um, information. Um, I'd like to spend next week literally telling you where to go and what you know what what to pick up uh, in advance. Um, I wanted to also mention um, we're trying to work with uh, some of our auto work uh, beer reps, whether they're okay. in state or out of state. Um, you know, I think they're all interested in, in helping the cause or they want to just keep their sales um, relationship, relationships moving forward. So any of those folks, if you worked in the industry and you want to work with uh, a non-brewery or a brewery, uh, if you want to work with your favorite restaurant and you say, hey, look, let's do this. Let's, uh, uh, let's order these pieces. Let's put together a picnic basket for that day. Um, we'll get on and we'll, you know, we'll get on early and, and, and um, next week and we'll start talking about it people can buy it and then we'll do a little program um we're totally encouraging that so bars and restaurants um any interest group if you're interested um you know you can you can get a hold of uh Kristen and me um sales at craftbeeraz.com um that would be one way to do it hit us up on, on any of the uh, other platforms and we'll get back to you um any any idea is uh that's fun we're we're interested in for this festival, right? Yeah. You're, you're, okay. Yeah. Just to kind of add some new elements to it or not new elements, but just different things, different options, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Rob, I know you have an IT background, right? Yeah. I try to forget yeah. about it. And- <laughs> well, this is going to be quite the logistical, uh, web that you're going to be, uh, weaving here with this whole thing, right? Oh yeah. It's pretty ambitious. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I did, a, I did a, like I said, I was, um, as I go through this, I'm trying to take some notes, and um, I just uh, put out a, a few diagrams for some some other states that are working on this. I'm like, here's three different ways you could do this, and here are some services that you need to look into. Um, so, you know, um, obviously Facebook Live, YouTube Live, you know, um, those pieces, all of your major um, social media platforms. But um, there are some things like... Um, um, Open broadcast server OBS. Um, there are some restreamer applications, so you can take a feed and you can have it go to several different channels at one time. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, um, there's some. Zoom is better at some of the backdrop stuff. Um, we're using GoToMeeting, and it's a little bit more secure and probably a little bit more. Um, I don't know, corporate, but um, it's what we it's what we bought a while back. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Communication. So we're going to stick yeah. with that. Um, um, yeah, Zoom or um, multi, as it Minicam. There, there's there's all kinds. You know, if we can get around to it, there might be some uh, pre. Well, there'll be definitely some pre-recorded video stuff. Um, I did one. It'll it'll come out eventually. I did a fake brewery tour of my house. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what well, was that? Explain that. What it, what is that? Uh, well, you know, I just wanted to have something on our on our test site. Um, as we're going through this. So yeah, I toured, toured my house as if it were a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> and I have brewed beer here, not just in a while. Um, so. yeah. <laughs> so technically it is a brewery of sorts, right? It's, there's yeah. been beer. Yeah. Brewed there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to check that out, to, to come to the, the virtual beer festival and, you know, um, 
you can't you can't overserve, right? You can't be overserving anybody at a, at a virtual <laughs> beer festival, right? That's on them. <laughs> yeah, no, I we certainly want people not to do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I could turn your camera off or something. There you go. Yep, cut, cut them off side. literally. Yeah. <laughs> So, Rob, you guys did something, too, which I thought was really impressive. There was um, an email that you guys sent out where you basically had a series of, of um, Zoom-type calls where you had people from for accounting, for insurance. I remember, I think it was Dilo, David yeah. DiLorenzo, yeah. Uh, was doing something presenting. So you, you aligned up all of those to, to basically kind of help people that were like, all right, dude, what do we do? Like accounting wise, like what do we do? Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We, we just we actually just did one. The last one we did was a technical one. We talked about procedures for reusing growlers. Um, and, and it's, it's, uh, the science behind, uh, having them clean, uh, and then, you know, just the mechanics of collecting them. And, um, you know, I, I think what people don't want, and I don't know if it's happening now, I don't think it's happening with our breweries, but you know, the person, Accepting your growler, whether it's clean or not, whether you say it's clean or not, shouldn't be the same person that serves. Um, there should be a process. And some breweries are taking the time like, hey, you can bring yours in. We're going to swap it out. Um, but it's got it's going to sit there overnight, and then we're going to clean it at our leisure. And it's going to be a separate person that doesn't serve. Uh, Why like, is that? Like, uh, so what is it? Cross-contamination. So if, okay. Because, like, the, the, you know, the inside isn't the problem anymore. It's, uh, it's sure. the outside. Um, yeah, and it's the hand. It's you know, you give me the growler, and then I take someone's money, and then I also pour, and uh, we're all touching different things. And so, yeah, um, gloves or no, it, it doesn't matter. It's I take it from. So you put it over there, and then whoever handles that understands that they're dealing with it in, in a in a they're going to treat it in a you know sort of a hazardous material type of way, and yeah. um, and they'll make sure that they're uh, you know cleaning them, and then they're they're washing up, you know. Instead of um, working with a customer after you do that, so um, there are things like that, and we talked about the you know different uh, temperature things that could could uh, you know there are some dishwashers that can get it hot enough to, to pasteurize. Okay. Uh, commercial and you know there are obviously different um, brewery chemicals that can be used. Um, even even just letting it sit overnight, as as you know that that cuts down on the half life of, of what. Uh, virus material might be on the outside of the growler. So um, a combination of those strategies is what I would expect from at least uh, the 10 or 15 breweries that are there. And as we, um, they're able to see the recording of that and the PowerPoint that was developed by uh, Campbell from, uh, who used to be with uh, Mother Road. He's, he, was in, he was in the process of moving on and, and teaching uh, in Oregon. So he's still here in the state, but he's been really instrumental in, in helping with that. So Wow. Nice. Um, so we're going to have more of those kinds of things behind the scenes, um, sharing information on how to keep our businesses open and um, sharing best practices. And so, yeah, we did put those together and some of them were um, about the employment situation and, and insurance. Uh, but, you know, honestly, um, the big value was hearing from everybody and having them talk to each other and ask questions and um, just keeping people connected. Sure. Um, so. Well, I, I would think too, in, in something like this, and I mean, I, we're, we're all struggling in, in different ways, right? I mean, I'm here, you know, my wife's working from home. Um, I got two kids, six and eight and the four of us in the house all day, every day, you know, it, yeah. can, it can, it can wear on you. But you know, my wife and I had a conversation today 
Cause I was, you know, I was just kind of having a, a rough morning, just like, ah, oh, man, like this is crazy. And she's like, Hey, she's like, we're, we're all going through it. And it, and it makes you feel good to know, um, not feel good, but it, it, it's, you're like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Right. And I'm sure with, when you guys do those type of things and you hear these breweries, you know, the, the breweries that maybe people see as like the pinnacle of success in Arizona beer and they're talking about their struggles, maybe it makes other people like, all right, all right, man, we got, we got this. It's, it's not just me. Um, we're, we're all going through this. Yeah. And, and I would say also, um, some of us have now seen each other more than we did before this. Um, sure. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that person that day might be, yeah. They, oh man, they got it nailed. They, they're rolling with this. It's like they predicted it even like the way they have all their ducks in a row. Yeah. But you know, the next time you hear them, they're a little bit down and, uh, we all bring each other up and, um, you know, um, I, you know, I think you and I've talked about this. You have to build a team. Um, unfortunately, a lot of those team members aren't aren't uh, able to come to work anymore, and we got to get that team back. But um, you can't do it all. Um, yeah, you got to rely on other people, and, and if you're you can't be good at everything, um, um, you, you know. So we need each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, there was another thing that I there was something with beer labels. Is there like an Arizona beer community label? Um, what, yeah. what was that? I'm not sure. Uh, I know, I know there's a one world collaboration brew going on that a few breweries are taking part in. Um, that's a national thing. And I don't know, you know, I don't know where those funds are going. I know, you know, generally speaking, they're going, supposed to be going back to servers and workers. Um, it's, it sounds like a great idea. Um, it, it just didn't reach our, our, uh, some of our breweries got it. And I, I never, um, um, uh, was asked to, about it. So, Okay. Um, and we still might have a chance to help out with that project, but um, we are looking at having a single label um, to bring the cost down. Um, you know, that's I, what it was. That's yeah, what I saw. So yeah, we're looking at that, I'm not sure it it, it has to make sense cost wise before it makes sense any other way, and then we'll go from there. Um, you know, I think similarly um, standardizing on crawlers and, and other things might happen. Um, what would people um, what I've seen in a few cases, and, I, and, I, and it's hard to uh, hard to imagine people not understanding this, but um, I'll just say it: uh, anybody who's open in the beer industry or in the liquor industry in general, they are not gouging anyone on pricing. Um, there is no gouging. Um, they are trying to sell goods to you. It's a price you could take it or leave it, but they're trying to keep employed people employed, and they're doing it without having the same volume of people come in um, because they can't come in. And so, you know, most of the breweries here right now are seeing anywhere from 3% to 20% of their business. Okay. So of the, like if they, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and they're still paying, um, you know, I, I know uh, there's been talk about like you can't be evicted and they're still paying, you know, um, retail per square footage. Prices. They're not paying okay. out in the middle of nowhere um, warehouse wages or uh, yeah. uh, rent. Um, all those costs are the same. Um, you know, Meaning, like, so so. Let me clarify. So, when you say gouging, like, more like, uh, why are the breweries pay, charging so much for these beers, for these four packs, and this right, and that? Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I've seen it mostly on on the uh, craft beer bar side. I've heard a couple people complaining about prices. Like, just don't buy it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there, there are laws for it, but there are for necessities. And I, it's, I, I hate to say it, but what we do is a luxury. 
Yeah. Um, it's not a necessity. It's it, it it's um, it's not a necessity in the same way charging for bottles of water is or hand sanitizer. Yeah. Or apparently toilet paper. Who'd ever guess? <laughs> yeah. um, it's just not the same thing. These guys are just trying to stay alive, and you know, um, the, the worst you could do them to, to them is just not buy it. I mean, you don't really have to go out of your way and slam anybody on the internet about it. Like, yeah. Figure out figure out something to do with that time and. Been doing that, and um, uh, they're they're trying to to stay alive right now. And so, yep. five years ago, our collective action was to bring our our um, liquor laws so that we could compete and we could flourish in the way that we did in the last five years. Is uh, yeah, take advantage of you know a, a, a level playing field. Right now, the collective action is to survive. That's it. Just to stay alive, just to make yeah. it to the point where customers start coming back. Um, you know, um, that's the common goal, and that's why it's a little bit different. Sure. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's a really good point. It's it's yeah. No one in the beer world right now is just running out the back with money out of the phone out of their pockets, right? Like it's not yeah. it's surviving. They're, they're, they're trying to stay in business. I've, I talked to a couple of people, um, and one, but somebody in particular was like, you know, we're good. Like we're good through April. You know, we've looked at the numbers, the local, the local community has been really good. Our, the neighborhood has been coming, showing their support. Um, but that's through April. And they even said like, May 1st comes around, it's going to be a whole different story, you know? So they're, because they don't know what's coming. Nobody knows what's, what, how long this is going to last or anything like that. that. Beer that they make, um, for restaurants and bars. This is the thing to think about. If you saw a handle of, of, of someone's beer on, that handle could represent just that keg or two or three or as many as eight to 10 kegs. Uh, because if it's a volume place, there's a keg. Like, you know, empty kegs. Uh, there are kegs in the process. There are kegs that are represented ingredients. So, you know, if it's a high volume for a flagship, there's probably eight, eight kegs invested in that one keg. And so when this shut down, think about how many of those kegs are just are never going to make it to, to market. Uh, they're just, yeah. they're going to expire. Um, one of the things that we're talking about federally now um is uh, an excise tax uh, credit for that because when they make it, they pay tax on it. So they paid tax on all that beer that's sitting out there, and it's not going to be sold ever. A lot so of they're not. Is, 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 is yeah, interesting. Okay. So we're asking for that, um, you know, because not everybody pays excise tax. And we were looking to get that reduced this year federally, but, you know, now it's like, hey, we just get a credit. Um, I don't know if that's going to fly at the state level. The states are, you know, cash poor right now. I mean, you know, um, uh, we we worked on things like uh, um, having um, certain taxes and uh, paperwork and um, reporting um, licensing fees um, to be suspended temporarily. Um, and uh, they just announced that, that, that they're going to refund some of those restaurant um, renewals that happened uh, at the end of March. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if the city huh. level is doing that, but every city, the, the, the city permit is probably three or four times as much as the state's permit. So, you know, um, you know, there's thousands of dollars in, in business licenses. And it's like, well, I'm buying a business license so I can sell five sandwiches and three crawlers. 
Yeah. You know, it's tough. Sure. Um, yeah. It's not a matter of, it's a, it's a choice, right? Like, do I want, is this what I want to yeah. put the money towards or yeah. Most, most of them, most, uh, most places that had servers, you know, like, you know, restaurant style servers, food service, table service, if they walked around and, and got your order, most of those people are laid off. Yeah. So, and yep. if you went to a place that you went there and you saw seven, eight people, um, that's really, that's probably 35 or 40 people supporting that business. If you went, like I'm saying, if you went to a restaurant that's seven, eight, eight um, uh, people doing table services, 40, 50 people easily. Yeah. Um, Meaning you like, you, okay, are, yeah, you yeah. Know, different shifts, um, food runners, people in the back, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, it's going to hit us pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what... Um, so if a, if a brewery is listening right now, it, what type of advice would you would you give? Uh, what, what kind of things would you tell them at this moment? Um, well, <laughs> I'd have to go back the last week because I've been talking a lot to them. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's probably changed, right? Uh, yeah, I, things, I would things say. Change. I mean, people are already doing it. I'm, there are people who aren't going to come back because it's financially just um, the damage is done. Yeah. Um, but I've been saying this year it was going to be a make or break a lot for a lot of people because it was reaching a certain point in their business and people had to decide if this was the life changing event that they wanted. Are you saying before this or yeah, or once? This. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. People were coming on. Um, well, I can I can uh, double down on my loan or I can I can expand or uh, you know most people had because there's a cohort of, of businesses that got in this together. Sixty um, percent or so were six years old. In, in, in breweries, right, in Arizona. So a lot of those people were just like, hey, man, I put in, the, I put in some time, and um, I thought it would, I would have been here, and I'm, I'm, they've either, you know, at that point before this, um, exceeded their expectations or were in a different spot. Uh, there are different um, um, possibilities, or maybe it's tougher than they thought, or maybe it's just personally tougher. Like, sure. You know, I thought I, I just can't I just can't uh, work this many hours, or you know, lifestyle. Um, uh, I when I was a home brewer, you'd see it routinely. On uh, people would like drop out for five years, like oh yeah, they had a kid. Um, so those kinds yeah. of changes are gonna, are, you know, are, so there are people who are gonna get out of this just because this is the last straw, and like hey, we were doing okay, but I'm not sure. So yeah, people need to figure that out first. Um, uh, uh, almost kind of like the why, like why are you doing yeah, this, and is yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then they have to decide, um, you know, what their goal coming back is, and is it is it bringing their team back, bringing their family back, um, you know, um, are they going to come back with a different perspective on on food safety, and uh, are they going to are they prepared to maybe cut out half the seats in their place because maybe people aren't going to be comfortable sitting shoulder to shoulder at the bar anymore? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Nope. Um, you got to examine that. Um, but I mean, you know, in terms of survival, I'm like, you know, don't pay the people you don't have to pay. And if, you know, for me, I'd take care of my workers first. Yeah. Um, and so if you can answer those questions, uh, you know, and you can figure out how to get your head above water from the day to day, you got to start looking at what the supply chain is going to look like and have a plan for coming back, um, you know, in the various ways that will come back. Is it, is it going to be a slow uh, open at half capacity or quarter capacity uh, in the tap room. Um, 
Is it a, you know what, uh, uh, it's time for us to just focus strictly on package um, and let's really invest our relationships right now in bars and restaurants and let's really do it better than we ever have. Let's see who's, you know, th- this was what I said said, this is going to tell us who the real salespeople are. Because mm. when you're just taking yeah. orders and you got a hot brand, that's that's one set of skills. It's not, sure. you know, not discounting that at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, sometimes you're tell, and sometimes you're trying not to sell too much because you want to keep everybody happy. Yeah. But you don't want to run out, right? Um, now it's like who's who's got this sales chops? Who can figure this out? Um, who can bring on new customers? Who can take advantage of those restaurants that are are, are now ready to have relationships with something exciting to add a dimension to their business? Um. You know, I'll tell you who I've seen out there hustling is John Schmidt from Four Peaks, man. He's been working with a lot of those restaurants. I know there's a number of other people who are doing that behind the scenes. Uh, I only point that out because, you know, John isn't necessarily all over social media, so it's kind of a new thing for him. I know John Lane's yeah. out there hustling, um, talking about other businesses. So there are some folks doing it, um, and probably there are a bunch of people doing it behind the scenes in, a, in an even more effective way. So we'll find out who those people are. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it could be like, hey, you know, we were all tap room. Uh, now we're not. So what are we doing next? Um, you know, um, we had had some exciting things uh, working that were kind of like low key uh, legislative things. Um, you know, we'll see if they come back. Uh, the legislator legislature might come back for a week and just finish up, or they might work through the summer. It's anybody's guess, but. Uh, you know, there there were a couple things in retrospect that might have helped us out a little bit if they were in effect. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, keep doing keep doing what you're doing, Rob. <laughs> I, it's my mind is swimming just thinking about the the things that you're that that you guys are dealing with at this point. But you know, I've I've talked to uh, to a handful of people that that just praised you guys up and down of like, man, they were on top of it right away. They've been a great resource. Um, so kudos to you guys for, for, for doing that. And I remember I talked to you last week, you said, this is, this is the most you've probably ever worked, right? Yeah. It's funny. Cause like I used to work at home and then we got the office and you know, it was structured. Like I'm like the first week I'm like, I have not eaten lunch and I'm literally in my own house with food yeah. that I went shopping with my wife with <laughs> yeah. to have stuff. And I, I didn't eat lunch for like the first four days because I didn't know what time it was or yeah. no regularity to my schedule. And it was just like work, work, work. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, the, the things that run through my mind and goes back to what, what I tell people, got to be agile, got to be resilient. And I've been saying building alliances, but you got to make friends. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So, you know, I talked about a little bit about um, – you know the legislature and stuff, but we're going to make our friend. We're going to make our friends with the Arizona wineries and the Arizona distilleries. And um, um, if nothing else, we're not going to get pushed around anymore. So, um, what do you mean by that? Like, as far as uh, explain that. Um, I think we had we have it pretty okay. Our breweries, okay. Um, you know, and and um, I've seen what our fight was five years ago, and I've seen what the wineries are going through right now. And I'll tell you, there's there's a few people who have gone back to the same playbook of five years ago. And if I told enough people about it, they'd be so outraged. Uh, breweries, you're saying? Like breweries have gone back to... Uh, I'm or, saying there are wh- people who are preventing um, common sense, small business, Arizona, uh, uh, progressive things happening. 
and they, they did it to us five years ago, and they're doing it to the wineries right now. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. And I'm hoping they figure it out because if, if I have to start talking about what they did to the wineries this year, you guys are going to be so out, outraged. You're going to burn the place down. And I'm, uh, I'm not even. They're they're just terrible. So, wow. Um, they can think about this all summer because it's going to happen. We're going to work together, and um, you know, I, our friends own our friends know who our friends are. Yeah. Those other people need to figure it out. Yeah. And again, we're not trying to beat them up. We all had them all standing next to us saying this is the right thing to do. So. Well. You guys keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you're doing, Rob. Um, let me know what I can do to help, even if it's just jumping on the mic here from a distance, you know, <laughs> and, and, and getting some, some, some of the word out. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, I, I can yeah. tell your mind is spinning with what opportunity you might want to come up with for this festival. I, I think it could be fun. Yeah. And I think we're all going to learn something from it in terms of, uh, how something like this might work. Um, so, um, I think I think we've done a pretty good job of leading the festival industry. So I don't know if we're going to be able to figure this part out, but we're certainly going to try to get people excited about seeing each other a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and interacting, and um, you know. So I'm Have, excited having some it. beers together, yeah, having some beers together, right? Right. Raise a glass to keep an Arizona brewing. <laughs> yeah. So well, Rob, thanks, man. Thanks for for jumping on the mic. Um, Anything else you'd like to add? Anything else we missed that, that you'd like to share? No, but since this is pre-recorded and since I wasn't smart enough to bring a beer, I'm going to go get one if you don't want. If you, if you have one over there, I'd just like to at least have a little drink. So let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All right, I'll, I'll step away for a second too. We distant. I we that was funny. We we got sat down at the same time. Well, I didn't sit down. I, I'm still standing, but I'm going to crack this open right in front yeah. of the mic. Ah, there we go. My my, you, my uh, index finger is getting sore from opening my own beers. That's how bad. <laughs> yeah, we're not used to that. What are you What are you having, Rob? I, this is you know, one of my everydays. Uh, nice. Yard, um, Flagstaff IPA. That's a great beer. I got it. I like. Which camera? Where <laughs> I'm gonna is it? learn Where left and right a camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Beauregard. Okay. Is that how you say that? Uh, Beauregard. Okay. Dude, this is one of my favorite Arizona beers. I think, I mean, you know, everybody loves sours these days, but I don't think people realize that one of the best sours in the state is widely available in cans, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So College Street doing some good stuff. Yeah. I can't wait to see JT uh, at this festival. He's been doing some funny videos on his own. Dude. They have been hilarious. I'm like, how do you do that? Because I don't, I don't look at JT as a, as a technologically savvy guy. Nothing against JT, but he, just, it just doesn't seem like something that's interesting to him. But yeah, uh, apparently I'm wrong because he's nailing <laughs> those videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, what, do you, what do you, I was gonna say, Rob, cheers. Yeah. cheers. Always good seeing you, man. I prefer in person, but you know this will do. Ah, that's a good beer. That's a very, very tasty beer. All right. Let's wrap this up, Rob. Anything else that, that you want to add? Anything else that uh, that we didn't cover? Um, no, azvirtualbeerfest.com, April that 18th, is, 2, to, that, 2 to 6. Okay. I'm sure that some things will happen before that, and some things will go long into the evening for some people. Yep, it's not like yep. we're going to shut it down. Nope. Um, <laughs> that could get interesting. <laughs> that could get interesting, yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a beer fest in, in, a, in a group. It'll be streamed on YouTube and Facebook Live. There'll be reports from Twitter and Instagram. I don't know. Um, 
maybe next year we'll have a Tinder report. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that could that could be some sort of game, like a carnival game, swiping and yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're looking forward to people being creative and having their own activation and their own sort of uh, stream and pre-recorded live uh, video and uh, and we're looking forward to what the fans bring and um, there'll be. Lots of opportunities for us to sort of uh, celebrate um, great photos, great videos, and uh, great beer. So um, I'm excited uh, in that I get to sit at home and watch all of it unfold. Yeah, um, It's going to be the most exciting thing that's going to happen to me in the last month because yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, uh, you know, I, I have I have been out, out and about, but uh, a little bit, but. You know, um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody's face and, and saying hello. So, and, and so I'll be honest with you, I'm looking forward to just watching from a distance, right? <laughs> Behind the cloak of you know, people aren't going to be able to say, "I'm going to just see how they act," you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, Rob, thanks once again, man. Um, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah, we'll hey, talk to you, you soon. You as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Cool. 